0: This summer is going to be kind of interesting. There's a bunch of stuff going on. We're, we've moved things around. We moved uh, summer camps to June. We've got mission trips in July. We have uh, some other stuff going on in, in August. So there's a bunch of things going on here and there. I'm going to be here, not here, here, not here, uh, off and on through the summer. And so I've been praying about how to handle that and how to uh, how to how to schedule out the summer. And uh, one of the things the Lord has been putting on my heart is that uh, a number of different people will be preaching this summer, um, starting now. Um, So uh, I've already talked to some folks, and we're we're working on some dates on others. Sometimes I'll be here, and sometimes I won't. You know, what's amazing about uh, River Valley Christian Church, and I've always said this, ever since I came here uh, 12 years ago, that we have some of the most amazing people I've ever met. Very talented, extremely talented, very gifted people, very uh, anointed people, very called people. And there's all kinds of people that have gifts and talents that need to use them as the Lord leads. And uh, we've seen that. You know, Whenever I've left and we've had somebody from the church here fill in, it's, you know, people are like, you left? Really? Can you go again? Because you know, it would be nice to have, have those guys preach again sometime. And uh, we've had uh, times where we had uh, a series of... Um, Testimonies. Remember that a few years back, where we had people just getting up and sharing their testimony, who, what God has done in their life. And people were extremely blessed. It's just, it's been wonderful. And so, throughout this summer, um, you know, off and on, there won't be much of a pattern to it. It'll just be when uh, when it needs to happen. Um, I'm going to be having different people ministering. And I've already talked to some people, and I'll be talking to more as we go through the summer. So, starting today... You didn't know this. We didn't. We didn't uh, announce it ahead of time. But uh, uh, Jonah Fetzer is going to bring us the word this morning. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, during worship, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart and said, "Have Jonah preach." And I said, "This morning." And he said, "No, give him a couple of weeks." And uh, (laughs) so during the greeting time, I walked up and I said, "Uh, "Jonah," I said, "Would you like to preach?" And he said, "This morning." And I said, "No, I can go give you a couple of weeks." (laughs) And so uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. And so I want to introduce you. Many, most of you know Jonah already, but uh, I want to introduce you Jonah Fetzer. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I was terrified when he asked me. I'm like, uh oh, I'm not sure I'm ready today. So I've had two weeks to ponder and think about what God wants me to say. And uh, it can get quite difficult When you have plenty of options to to kind of narrow it down. And as I was asking God, I asked him, well, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to do? And he just kept feeling like God wanted to stir up faith, faith in you guys, faith in all of us, to believe for who he is and, and what he's called us to do. I'm like, okay, God, how do I do that? He said, talk about me. I mean, how easy can you get? It's talk about God. Talk about what he's done for your life talk about who he is so i started pulling out scriptures so the question is is who is this god that we serve the basis of our faith is who do we serve who is this god he made us he formed and fashioned us out of the cosmic dust if you will he set plans in motion that we could be here right now at this time. That we could know about him and who he is and what he did for us. What did Jesus say about God? He called him his father. He called him... He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, so we can use him and his example to see what God is like. What he did... How he reacted to people. The very character of God was inside Christ. So if we look at the testimonies we have of the people that knew him, we can see what God is like. Jesus said that he didn't do anything except what the Father showed him. And we can have confidence in knowing That Jesus was the example of God. So if we want to know what God is like, we have to look at Jesus. So what what was Jesus like? Jesus was kind and compassionate. He blessed the children. In Mark 10, he blessed the children. When people were telling him to go away, Jesus said, bring them to me. He didn't say, get those kids away, they're too noisy. He wasn't afraid of their noise. He wasn't afraid of their inappropriate questions that may come out of children from time to time. <sighs> children are a blessing. And, and Jesus took the time to deal with them and to bless them and to love on them. And he, he took time to, to look at those that pe- most people... Would overlook the poor, the drone trodden, the lepers, the blind. He cared about each and every one of them. <clears throat> In Mark 6, I want to turn to Mark 6, verse 13. And that's not obviously the verse I wanted. Okay. It's a good verse. It is a good verse. It's not the one I wanted. I apparently put the wrong verse in the wrong spot in my outline. Well, Jesus cast out the demons. He anointed many who were sick and healed them. You know, and he sent out his followers to do the same. He cared about people who were in need and and who were oppressed. Was it? Of course. Or is it 13? Yeah, I know, that's the one I just read. I have a lot of scriptures on here. (laughs) I'm not surprised I got one in the wrong spot. No, the one I'm looking for is that uh, they were without shepherd. They were without uh, a shepherd. So you guys can look for it. (laughs) But Jesus was moved with compassion because he said that the people didn't have a shepherd. They had no one to lead them. Jesus was concerned about our needs to be led and to be guided. <clears throat> he concerned about the needs of others. He fed the multitude in Matthew 15. Hopefully that's the right verse. <laughs> he did it twice. He fed... He fed uh, he had compassion on those. Well, let's turn to 15 see if I've got the right one. <laughs> 15, Matthew. Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint along the way. The disciples said, where are we going to get so much food? Jesus said, how many loaves do we have? We have seven and a few fish. And he commanded the multitude to sit down. He took the loaves and he blessed them. And they multiplied. And they took up a lot of over. God is good. And he, I mean, this was just, they just needed lunch. (laughs) And he fed them. It wasn't something, you know, like they were blind or they were deaf. It was just, they just needed lunch. And he was willing to to do a simple thing like that. Sometimes we, we get caught up in the idea that we have to have something tremendous or awesome before God can move in our lives. And the truth is, is that He's willing to move in the simple things in our lives to, to make sure that we get a meal, uh, to make sure we get to where we need to be on time. But we don't, we don't bother to ask sometimes because we think it's too big of a deal. But God loves us and He cares about us. It's so whether or not we're willing to believe that He cares about us is the issue. If you can't believe that he's going to do something for you, why would you bother to ask? Why would you bother to look? God cares about our needs. We live in a world where we have so much information downloaded to us day to day, and we can see all the horrible things going on around us, and you can get bogged down and, oh my gosh, the world is going to end. But God isn't. He's he's not going to end. He's never going to end. And we have a confidence in knowing that He's in us. And that we can abide with Him forever. Knowing that regardless of what goes on around us, we're going to endure. Yeah. <coughs> God is good. I don't care what anybody else says. God is good, and we can trust in that. We can trust in the fact that God is good. Jesus gave to the poor. He was concerned about the people who didn't have anything. He had a treasury where he could give to the poor and give to the needy. Another simple thing that Jesus did that really didn't matter much was Jesus turned water into wine. He told his mom, I'm not ready yet. Why are you bothering me with this? Like a good Jewish mother, she said, do whatever he tells you. He's going to do something. Just do whatever he tells you. So Jesus probably was like, oh, all right. All right, Mom. (laughs) So he told them, go fill those with water. And miraculously, they turn into wine. I mean, what? How is this a great, tremendous thing? Needs of people? It was just a party. But Jesus did it because he cared. He cared for the people around him, he cares for each and every one of us. Don't forget that God cares. Set the captives free. Freed them from possession. He freed people bound in sickness and disease. As I was going through this, one of the the things that struck me, I was looking at a lot of things, and these people weren't people that were righteous and good people that God healed and did miracles for. They were just people that were willing to believe and to have faith that God was capable of doing it. We don't have to be good and righteous because I don't know about you, but I haven't been able to do it. (laughs) We can have confidence that God cares about us even though we're flawed. We're, we're not perfect. <laughs> yes, we are flawed. Even Pastor John. I know we all think he's perfect. He went around doing good. Matthew 9... 35 Yeah, 935. 35 Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sick, every disease among the people. Oh, here's the verse. And when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. He did good to the people around him. He was the example of God. The example of God. He was doing good, not evil. Not causing people to suffer. He didn't put sickness on people. He didn't go around breaking people's leg to teach them a lesson. You're running too fast. God did good. He loved him. He cared about him. We live in a crazy, mixed up world who seems to think that our God is bad. But he's good. We need to remember that. It needs to be stuck in our brains. It needs to be something we remind ourselves every day that God is good and he wants good for us. That Jesus went about doing good and healing all, not some, all that were oppressed. All the sick. It doesn't say all the righteous. All the faithful. It says all. Because God's that kind of God. He just wants people to be well. He didn't make us to be sick and broken. Filled with fear. Overwhelmed with an Anxiety. He's there to be our comforter and our friend, to see us through. What did make Jesus angry was those who would use their position, their position in God, to enslave, abuse, and keep people from the will of God. He had a real problem with the Pharisees and them abusing their position that, that they were given, their godly position. They used it for their own gains to, to subject the people to making their position more powerful. And this, this angered God quite, quite a bit. He cleansed the temple in Mark 11. I'm going to turn there and read it to give you an idea of Jesus' idea of what made him angry. Eleven, fifteen, 15 Mark 11 15 So they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple, began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables and the money changers and the seats that sold doves. And he would not allow any of them to carry wellers through the temple. And he taught them, saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? They were fleecing the people, making them buy specific products that could only be used in the temple. And this angered God. Jesus said in, in Luke 17, 1 and 2, that if if you teach if somebody taught one, I'll read it. <laughs> Luke 17. 1 and 2. It is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to you through whom they do come. It is better than a millstone hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Then he should offend one of these little ones. <clears throat> he got angry about people teaching to pull away from God, because that was the whole reason he came. is to teach people about God and who He was and how He cared. <clears throat> Jesus forgave sins. He forgave sins of those who had done wrong and knew they did wrong and he died on a cross for all of us so that we could be free from our sins so that we could be free from those things that bound us those things that that keep us weighed down he was willing I thank God he was willing What would life be like if Jesus hadn't come? Where would we be now? Think the world's bad now. Imagine what it would be like without Jesus. Without people who have Christ within them, standing up for what's right, what's good, what's holy. Talking to their neighbors and showing them the love of God. Showing them that God cares. Dealing with people is messy business. If you want to see people's lives change, it gets messy. You have to deal with, you know, them throwing fits, being angry, not wanting to hear what you have to say. But are you going to speak what you know to be true about God? When uh, John the Baptist was in prison, he sent his disciples out. He was questioning whether Jesus was who he said he was. Jesus <coughs> answered John's disciples, telling him to, uh, in Matthew eleven two. for anyone who wants to turn there. I should have put little stickies on my Bible I could turn there a lot faster I thought about that once But then I decided against it I guess I should have gone that route It would have been a mess though I have too many scriptures that I put down (laughs) True, true But if you think about John the Baptist Who baptized Jesus And the Holy Spirit fell on him and he knew that the Spirit of God had fallen on him and declared him to be the anointed one of God. After being in prison for a long period of time, says, you know, he tells his I'm not sure if this is the guy. Go ask him, is this the guy? Are you the one? Matthew 2.11 11.2 It says when John heard in prison about the works of Christ he sent his disciples and said to them are you the one coming or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to him tell John these things which you see and hear the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers cleanse the deaf hear, the dead raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them blessed is he who is not offended in me offended because of me jesus sums up his ministry here to john the blind see the lame walk the lepers are cleansed the deaf hear the dead raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them I don't see anything in there that wasn't good, that he didn't do to help people. When Jesus went around doing good, he was marveled at people's unbelief, unbelief in God unbelief in what is good. He rebuked Jerusalem because they didn't see who he was. They didn't accept the anointing that that was on his life and the miracles that he had done. They didn't accept that he was the Messiah and he rebuked them. And he was grieved that he did. We are all a precious gift of God. Every single one of us, no matter what the circumstances of our lives, God knows where we at, where we are at, and if you take time to look at what He did and what He said and let it come into you instead of listening to, letting the things that people say about you that are negative. It can change your life. Because what you think about and what you believe will determine on where you go. The decisions that you make. Whether you go down this road to destruction or you go down this road to prosperity. Can be simply because of what you believe, because of what somebody had told you. Jesus said to have faith. When uh, the disciples were in the boat and the waves were coming and they're about to be swamped, they went and ran in to wake Jesus up. And they said, Where? he said, Where's your faith? So where's your faith? They had been with him. They had seen what he had done. So it's not surprising that we don't have faith sometimes. They saw the miraculous miracles of Jesus. They walked with him, and they had a hard time believing. But that's what we're all for, to one another. We're here to encourage and to bless one another. To lift each other in faith. That's why we're called the body of Christ. Some of you have something I need. I have something you need. John has something we all need. (laughs) To be a family, the family of God, is what we strive for. To interact with one another on that familial level. There are those that you like in your family, there's those that you may not like. But they're still family. You still love them. And if they need help, you do something for them. You help them out. We are called to be that family of God. To bless one another. To encourage one another. In this crazy mixed up world we live in. There's going to be no shortage of people telling you how stupid you are. How in, unable you are to accomplish something. We need to encourage one another that, that we are capable and able. That the Spirit of God dwells in each and every one of us to help us. totally off off subject (laughs) I don't know where I'm going now but God is good God is good God asked me to come up here and preach so here I am and I won't point out that John's on his phone texting away (laughs) I don't know I just had to pick on you you know oh it's probably looking up the scriptures I need to be on. You where really at, you know? Oh, you? Hey? Good for you. Text them to me later.
0: Text him to you now.
1: I don't have my phone on me. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are all blessed. We are all blessed to know God and, and to be in this church. All of us all of us and God has plans for us as a family to do things He wants to see us grow He wants to see us prosper He wants to see other people brought in for us to minister to and to to raise up to pull them out of the mire and the muck to help them get cleaned up and to stand up and be healthy, strong people confident in their faith Confident in who Christ is in them. And it's likely to get messy. But it should be fun. Yep. Lord, I thank you that you are good. That you are good. Always good. Always faithful always willing to stretch out your hand to meet our needs. What is God asking of you? Are you willing? If, if Pastor John asks you to stand up, if the Holy Spirit asks you to preach, if God asks you to talk to that co-worker that you really despise and you don't want to talk to them, if God asks you to talk to them and tell them about Jesus... Can you do it? Are you willing to humble yourself? And say, I'll take that stand. I'll, I'll stand with you, Jesus. Not being, being convinced that I have been crucified with Christ. But that it's not me living, but it's Christ in me. We are truly blessed To know, I need a drink. (sighs) Where do I go from here, Lord? I thought I had this all figured out I thought I had all the scriptures I needed but no all I can just say is God is good it's just it's this thing that keeps coming back to me God is good he is good from the beginning from the beginning he created everything he got done creating everything and he said it's good and then we came along and messed it up <laughs> just like any good children do, child does I can attest to that. I have two boys. (laughs) I'm always fixing things. This, that, or the other thing. But God is good. And like a good father, He fixes our stuff. Not because we earned it or deserved it, but because He cares. He cares for us. He cares for us. He loves us. Each and every one of us. There's no magic. It's just love. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him, whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. It's about His love, His compassion, His concern, His care. And every time I try to go on to something else, I'll just God is good. God is good. I mean, what else can you say? God is good. There's nothing that he can't handle. There's nothing he can't handle. There was... The, I believe it was the city of Jerusalem was surrounded by arm, armies. And they were all freaked out and they're all going to die and two lepers said well we're going to die here or we can go out there and die so let's go out there is it the syrians was it the syrian army you don't remember so they went out and all of the army was gone miraculous delivery none of them were there they'd all just split because god decided to intervene and the entire city was saved because God was good. We always have the opportunity to believe or to not believe. Jesus did... Tremendous healings He said They had faith They had faith They had faith in what? They had faith That God was able And God would Do we have faith To believe that God is able And that God can That he cares enough And he loves enough Do we Believe that? Is it within us? It should be. It should be what we're focused on. If there's something that we need to focus on in our faith, it's not about finances. It's not about whether or not we have the money. It's not whether or not we have the food or the clothing or you know, the fancy new iPod. The faith should be that God is good. That is what we should focus on believing on, is that God is good and He cares and He knows He knows what we have need of and He knows what we want. And He'll take care of us. He'll take care of us. He will. But He wants us to believe. We need to believe and have faith in Him That he is good. And that he can do these things for us. Sometimes it might be a little hard when you don't have any money coming in to believe that God is good. That your body's filled with sickness and pain. It's hard to believe. And that's when we as a family come in to encourage one another to believe. This isn't a one-man show. This is an all-of-us show. Because we are the body of Christ. We are to be His representatives. And not one of us can do it all. There are some things that I am certainly not gifted to do. Same with John. John. Same with all of you. There's things that you just, you're not going to be able to do. Because either one, you just don't care to, (laughs) it's not in you, or you're not, you're too scared to do it. God is good. God is good. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for these people. I thank you for the blessing of God that you've placed on their lives. I pray that you'd bring to their remembrance the things that you've spoken to them, that you would stir up in them the gifts that you've laid upon them, the burdens that you've placed in their heart. And I pray that the rest of us would begin to see the gifts and the callings that you've placed on them, that we can, make, can encourage one another Encourage them to do what God is asking them to do. Bless them, Lord, richly and mightily. Help them to believe. I ask in Jesus' name.